0: Yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm
1: much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads podcast. This is Heckaborn. Yeah, it is. Let's
0: try again.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. You on still that. don't believe it? You're like, just let her have messed don't... up teeth. Give a fuck. Who cares? Anyway, this is Stand Up Dads. You got Rob and Mike. Yeah. And today we A
0: caring father and a
1: father that says, ah,
0: let him deal with it. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And uh, (laughs) fucking dick. (laughs) Uh, So today we're talking about stepdads, and we actually have a special guest coming. It's Robert Bess. And I've always seen him as kind of a stepdad to open Mike Comics in the Sacramento area. That's cool. Because the guy is always... I mean, who the fuck goes to open mics to watch? Some of those could be painful. Yeah, but, and awesome. Awesome um, to do that. Because I remember the first time I met him, I did a really bad set at Blacktop. And I was walking off the stage just like, oh, fuck. And he's like, hey, can I, you know, can I offer you a tag for one of your jokes? And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then he gave me one. And it was one where um, someone asked me to be Santa for some kids i was like fuck you it's because i'm fat and then uh the joke was that i was afraid i wouldn't fit into the costume and he said something to the effect of like you know kind of mime like you're trying to get in and say not again
0: (laughs) yeah that's good
1: i tried and it was it took a. it It turned a shitty joke into a mediocre joke that's good forever grateful for that which
0: is a big
1: move yeah the nice thing is he goes to a lot of freaking shows you know, I think he hustles more than a lot of the comics out there. That's um, cool. You know, he has a very distinctive laugh, and it's you know a generous laugh, which is good because I've heard of laugh at stuff that I was like, ah, oh, that was okay, but it's still good because as an open miker, it's kind of a lonely fucking place, mm-hmm. and just seeing him in the audience, it kind of makes you feel like, okay, I got one guy on my side out there. It can be hard when you do open mics
0: too, and if people came with a lot of friends,
1: yeah, and then you're like, dang
0: it, now there's only so. Yeah.
1: I don't know if he would agree with me or not, but I've talked to some other comics about it, and they kind of see it my way that he's kind of like a stepdad to open micers. Cool. Anyway, while we're waiting on him, I've got a stepdad clip I was going to play from Billy Gardell. He's the guy from, from what? I want to say roundtable commercials, but that means nothing to most people. I uh, love roundtable. Roundtable no, pepperoni pizza. It's the one where he's the, they put, like they the put, heavyweight, uh, the heavy couple, like where one's a cop. And the, ah, anyway, I'll think of it when we... And it's a roundtable? Um, Mike and Molly? I don't know. Anyway, here's Billy Gardell talking about stepdads.
2: My mom and dad got divorced when I was very young, probably for their own safety. <laughs> Not for my dad. For my mom, it was a tougher path. She had three kids in tow, over 35. You ain't exactly getting the cream of the Dayton crop, right? So we had to endorse some stepfathers. I tell people in Los Angeles that my mom was married three times. They go, oh, you're so dysfunctional. <laughs> now I'm well adjusted. About the third father, I was like, shut up! <laughs> get me a beer. <laughs> for my dad, it worked out, man. He got remarried, They remarried to the same woman 31 years. A man who has been married for 30 years gets to say stuff to his wife that a man who's only been married a couple years will get his teeth knocked out for <laughs>
3: It's a
2: perfect example. We're at my dad's house for summer vacation last year, right? Everybody's in the pool having a good time. My dad's working the hamburger grill. And smoking. So his wife starts him. I can't believe you're smoking in front of these brand new grandbabies. This is the most magical time in your life. You work thirty-five years of retirement. That's how you want to spend it? Taking seven minutes of a time off your way, not to mention the cartridges you're putting in the air. He don't say a word. He just keeps working the burgers. He lets her get it all out. Then he looks at her and goes, See, that's why nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I stood there in awe. Oh, I said, "Dad, how long you got to be married before you can say something like that?" He goes, "You got to be all done, kid." <laughs> 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 gotta be all and done, he fucking. At me and goes, it's worth the wait, boy, It's worth the wait. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: thank you. That second part had nothing to do with stepdadding, but goddamn, that's fucking great. Uh-huh. And now we have with us Robert Bess.
3: Howdy. How you doing, man? Not too bad. This is wonderful to have you here, man. Yeah,
0: thanks for coming.
3: Thank you very much for having me. Trying to get Um, you on here forever. I can can hear in my voice right now all of the pollen of all of the City of Trees (laughs) that is in my system right now. So I apologize for the sniffing you're going to get on this. I did not sniff any Adderall like some people do before they give speeches. (laughs) But for the record, we did offer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why people come back, I bet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you want a free mug? You want the cards? You want You want to sniff some
3: Adderall before? Uh... Oh, well. <laughs> if you're going to be offering, I might be asking for... St- no, I best not, because I do have, uh, as you know, most people do, some addictive personality traits. So uh-huh. That's not the, not the best. <laughs> and actually, what, my, probably my... Most notable, you know, addiction would have to be comedy. Oh yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I've seen you go to some horrible shows. <laughs> um, sometimes the horrible shows that I was in. <laughs> sometimes the horrible shows are better, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Going to open mics or seeing comedy in Sacramento, which is, I envision these analogies at times. Sacramento is kind of a comedy college town mm-hmm. in some respects in that, you know, people are over here, you know, in that building or this building, but they're all at different places together sometimes, and they're learning from each other. And if you're bombing, you're learning. Mm-hmm. It, it. I can't say what the lesson is for, for some people. Sure. But there was an old sales... Um, Not trick, I want to say, but something that the motivational speaker would tell people. like When somebody tells you no Mm -hmm. and, and you're in sales, you thank them to no end because that's one of the nine you have to get before you make a sale. Which is why I can't do sales. Yeah, no, it's it's hard, and I am I. I worked um, I have to th- implement that in dating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> the yeah. the, the that whole the whole dating and relationship thing is very much complicated <laughs> no, by gosh. the hormone chemical um, yes. programs uh-huh. that run through uh-huh. us uh-huh. that conflict with our be a human being, what we're supposed to be like. After three, Mike, you're a stalker. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. it's the same
1: girl <laughs> You want to touch it? You want to touch, touch, touch it? Please touch it Is it Please still touch a no? It. Please touch it It's 4am It is a no <laughs> You need
0: to I changed my number <laughs> I'll give you a dollar You need, you need to get <laughs> off of my front doorstep <laughs> get, I can see you in your car <laughs> no, But I think there's some truth to it
3: uh, you know what you're talking about cause... there's there's a comedian by the name of Hunter Hill mm-hmm. have you seen him <laughs> no okay. is he local um I don't know exactly where he he is he might be close to the bay Area he might be local I'm not sure yep. but he will get up with a guitar occasionally mm-hmm. and he's I he, the last time I saw him I think it was at blacktop okay and he's got this song about um stalking of, of, of a <laughs> source <sort. laughs> and you know he's a really cool hip looking kind of guy but he's got some real conservative about okay. him and and this song is the other side of nice. that <laughs> and so it's one it's one of my favorite songs in fact i had told him i've we've got to get you on craig ferguson before he leaves mm. that show somehow and of course i'm all empowered in my my head. <laughs> I have no con. I have no connections whatsoever. Anything <laughs> with anybody, even locally. And he went home thinking, "I'm going to get on Craig Ferguson." No, he no, he did not. He went home going, "Okay, fans, man." <laughs> and that's anyway. If you can't put up with me, yeah, and it's a lot to put up with. If you ever get big, oh, you are in for yeah. you know a, a bad time. I'm always amazed at your dedication <laughs> to
1: this I mean, because. I've seen you at shows like oh wow he's here he's here and it's there was a night nice, so i've seen you a few times at diversity and dragons yes uh Tao morgan uh, oh, yeah. he's been on here That's, he yeah. did a he does a show it's like a it's like a improv
3: dungeons and dragons show i want to go it see is, that one it is a but it's funner a, it's a bit abbreviated oh, it's yeah. tightened up it's it's made so that if you've never seen it before, or if you've been into it. In fact, if you're into it, the fact that it's you can bring friends that mm-hmm. aren't, and they're gonna kind of get something out of it. And he picks, he's picked stand-up comedians and Im- improvers to do the three basically people mm-hmm. that are you know running in the game. And the improvers are perfect for yes. it.
1: Yes, totally. Well, because well, uh, comedians, stand-ups yeah. just want to shit all over it and just try and be funny and be me you know and it's the improv
3: is great for sharing absolutely but. absolutely and, and you know a quick wit is I mean and if you know I've i played uh, Dungeons and Dragons in my life mm-hmm. maybe twice and watched a couple of times and I there's lots of things that in games I just don't have or I, or I should say I have like an ADHD kind of thing mm-hmm. so I can't focus enough to really be all that interested but that is so nice and compact. And besides, yes. when I go to shows like that, if they're experimental or something, I can't help but sit back and go, okay, you've hit my my 90% great mm-hmm. mark, which means now you've turned on the part of my head that will find all the things that need to be removed before sure. they can film it for Comedy Central. Yeah. yeah. And it's awful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but at least you recognize it. But what I was coming to, though, is like there was a show I couldn't make it like two months ago, I think it was. And I was looking and I saw that it was a Saturday night because it's like a 10 o'clock show. 10.30. 10.30. Yeah. And my wife gets pissed when I go. It's like, you're leaving at 9.30 for it? I'm like, yeah. But. And
0: it's... It's a, a
1: common Saturday? spot Yeah oh, okay. It's like a third Saturday of the month Or something
3: oh, like that okay. I, I cannot remember exactly which one it is But yes but yeah. He's been lucky enough to get himself A recurring yeah. slot Which is not easy to do No Not at all
1: But anyway So I saw And I was You know I'm friends with you on Facebook And I saw that Robert had posted something from Stab At like 8 o'clock
2: mm.
1: And I thought Oh I guess he's not going to diversity And then At like 11 o'clock that night he's posting stuff from diversity i'm like holy shit he's driving all over town because those two are nowhere near each other no no they're not that they're like it's less than it's it's less than three miles is it really yeah but here's the thing is there are some open micers some in this room that won't go to two in one night what is that uh no i mean like you know because been times where i've finished an open mic and so we'll go hey we're going over to here to do another one you want to come with i'm like eh uh, yeah. <laughs> which is why I'm doing a podcast uh, there, are, there are those that yeah, yeah.
3: will yeah. travel over to the Bay Area yes and see if they can make it to five mm-hmm. and that is impressive yeah it is also a little psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> However, and I only say that to be playful with them because it is such a, a hard thing to do. But, you know, you learn tricks. You learn to learn to park. Hopefully you have a good end with whoever the, the host, the mm-hmm. person controlling the list is. So they'll, you know, but you get in somehow. If I were in charge and don't ever elect me to anything, unless it's against <laughs> Trump. And then you have to, if I'm the, the choice, I have to, you have to sacrifice. I'm going to. You know, a state or something's going to get blown up, uh, (laughs) Florida. Um, No, it's going to be random. Why would I? Why would I? You know, I'm. My principals say you can't carry out vindictive political vendettas. But that's what's happening. But if you want to have fun, (laughs) you know, what was New Mexico doing last week that uh, somebody else can't do? I don't
0: know.
3: So, are you from Sacramento? My, my lineage, parent one from. Uh, dirt Road, Georgia. Uh-huh. One from outskirts of from Boston. And they got married uh, in New York City. They went to Columbia for grad school. And my dad got a job at Chico State, okay. being the registrar. Ooh. And uh, I was conceived on what is part of the campus now. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and when I went to school there 18 years, well, 17 years later, I took a one unit psychology kind of group little thing class to mm-hmm. give people practice on kids okay mm-hmm. which is kind of dangerous yeah um but anyways the house that it was in my parents had first lived in when they moved wow there. cool and i even wondered is it this bedroom <laughs> <laughs> You know, Have I re- returned if to my a, origin? If there's if there's a review when I get you know <laughs> to the, the afterlife and they go, well, I'm going to go over things, some things here. You're going to find this really interesting, <laughs> or it was the kitchen. Or...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know, but anyway. So um, Chico, and then uh, he moved with the um, the state uh, colleges university system from there to Sonoma down to L.A. in the chancellor's office, which was which you know kind of. Administrates everybody. Mm-hmm. We eventually uh, he left that and came back to Sacramento, and uh, a friend he had made back at Chico when he was first here was the president of Sac State. Okay. and he became the executive vice president, okay for a, a, a few years. So my parents resettled up here. I was down in Orange County. My sister moved up eventually. And I lived down there by myself, abandoned <laughs> for, I don't know, 25 years, something like that, in a little area called Lake Forest or El Toro or, mm-hmm. or what it might be called, uh, you know, under the runway of the Marine base. <laughs> um, okay. So when when the uh, Blue Angels flew one time, three days in a row, you could look, you could set your clock at one o'clock, there was going to be a flyover of my house. Oh, wow. It was like... Oh, that's so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, my parents have passed away. Mm-hmm. I moved up here to hang with my sister, and so now I live locally near Sunrise Mall. Okay, and so cool. it's commute just to get down to see a lot of the shows. So whenever some there's an open mic that might be opens up, that might be closer. Yeah, I'm probably going to be there to try to see if it gets supported enough to stay going. Well, got scoreboards. That's <laughs> relatively new. Okay, don't know that one yet. Yeah, it's Monday and, nights. And I, I haven't been adding many Got lately. I, I, I'm just doing my best to keep up with a few of the shows. And the fact that um, Comedy Spot and Stab, to me, a com- Stab is like a second stage to Comedy Spot. Mm-hmm. They graduate so many people mm-hmm. out of there that there's not enough places to put them. At, you know, just at Comedy Spot anymore. Sure. And they, they, you know, they perform all over. But some of the most wonderful things happens just a few miles away and that's why I do commute back and forth yeah. sometimes. And that's appreciated. That's
1: awesome. So what got you into comedy?
3: Growing up with it on the T V. Yeah. Like who and were your then, uh well the few albums that I had comedy wise growing up that my dad would like turn me on to. Burns and Shriver. Mm-hmm. You remember them by any chance? Not okay. At all.
1: No. <laughs> okay. No. Now
3: are we talking George or I'm very old. No, not George Burns. Okay. No. Different, different, different guys. Burns you possibly recognize because he did lots of character acting on comedy stuff. for okay. Years and years and years. But anyways, on the outside of the album, which was almost the best part, they had a f- you know a few things written out, you know, a little meme sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. And my favorite one was, you know, we've now invented the nuclear hand grenade. <laughs> it makes a hole two hundred feet wide and fifty feet deep. There is a problem the average shoulder soldier can only throw it 25 feet. <laughs> and you just, you just you do that. And as a kid, you just piss yourself going, yeah. okay, that's, that's pretty funny. And you don't think about all the other problems mm-hmm. with atomic weaponry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, do not elect me. I'm not very happy with Mr. Putin. And there's a certain naval base in Crimea that I think should be on the bottom of the sea.
1: So.
3: The new Atlantis, we'll call yeah. it. The yeah. New
0: Atlantis.
3: <laughs> do did, not elect me. Did you ever do comedy? Uh, no. Yep. No. Um, you know, my brain dysfunctions so often for things like names. You know, before we're done here, I could forget your name three times. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm now looking at Mike. I go through uh, this, yeah, uh, so and, much. Yeah. And, and Rob, I did that with yeah. earlier. And we have the same name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that doesn't appear to be a help because it's just Swiss cheese it's like yeah. um, what was it Sam Beckett in the what was mm-hmm. the the time travel show where you'd,
2: oh uh, yeah Quantum Leap Quantum Leap, Leap. Yeah, he, yeah. but he, wherever the he Swiss would arrive yeah.
3: he, he would be missing missing things so it's really quite terrible going <laughs> yeah. to these these two places Comic Spot and Stab and seeing people I see all the time mm-hmm. and not being able to say hello at times if it makes you feel any better I do the same thing yeah. a lot of people do it yeah. Yeah. I don't worry about it too much yeah. really the yeah. older you get the less you give a shit about yeah. stuff like yeah. if somebody doesn't like you you're like oh well yeah. yeah. I mean it's a good thing that they don't have to yeah. and I don't have to yeah. that, that's actually the, probably one of the biggest pieces of advice uh, mm-hmm. if I yeah. if I could give it to a comedian and do any good Yeah. don't care what people think about you mm-hmm. Just do the most impossible thing that you have to do in life and then do that on stage Mm -hmm. and you're and you know, watch your soul get ripped out because people (laughs) are not laughing at your jokes. So, why do I show up for open mic sometimes? Yeah, because I will get back there and my sense of humor is so weird, my brain is so bizarre, that if you're missing the joke, if I can (laughs) see the architecture of the joke Mm -hmm. being built, even though you decided to paint it all gray, Mm -hmm. in fact, that might even be funnier. A joke that breaks some sort of rule that's in my head Mm -hmm. but does it in such a way where I cannot say, oh, you can't say that. Those are some of the funniest Mm
0: -hmm. ever. That's
3: awesome. Yeah, I had a writing session with uh nick the other day
1: and he had a joke that was kind of absurd and it kind of fell flat when he did it and i was like you know what just keep going with it make it worse and he's like what and he's like just keep going just make it more just go insane with it and we did and it took like a 20 second bit made it like a minute and a half and we were in tears at the end of it mm-hmm. i don't know if he's gonna have the balls to do it he's like <laughs> could we, we we <laughs> established that you have to have the crowd on your side before you
3: start this one because one, it's a long joke. It, it, it really varies from, it dep- and this is where who you are yeah. and your reputation does make some difference. There's a story about, I believe it was George Burns, mm-hmm. and he's with some other people, and you know somebody's telling about you know, how this went off, and he talks about how George comes out, and he gets up there, and he starts talking about his, his afternoon. Mm-hmm. There is nothing funny in any of it. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. And then George stops. He goes, Hey, I am want to bring out somebody and let them talk to you for a few minutes. And so a, a comedian comes out, mm-hmm. or, you know, a, a dance and song number. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Some things about shows are really different than now, but mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, the variety shows. So, anyway, show so, so, anyways, so the, you know, they finish their, their act, and then George comes about and he continues mm-hmm. with his story. And there's nobody that's not on the floor yeah. peeing themselves because they've been so a fucking head. Yeah. And so. Some of those are, are the my favorite. Other other favorite things are, uh, especially it works in improv and sketch sometimes, um, where the the actor will break character because mm-hmm. the person is making them laugh. So oh, are, yeah, those and, are great. Yeah, and hopefully you you guys have seen the um, the Siamese elephant joke by Tim Conway.
0: No, no, okay, but I have seen a lot of those ones on the Carol Burnett
3: where he That's, kills them. That's it's a it's a, it, that was a, it's a Carol yeah. Burnett. Outtake, yeah. and it's about it might be three to four minutes. It's very easy to find YouTube. You mm-hmm. just Siamese yeah. elephant, Tim Conway. He was because he's just it,
0: improving yeah. it, right? And it's killing him. Because I remember seeing like the dentist one oh, where yeah. he's keeps, <laughs> he
3: keeps he yeah. keeps like um, I, I, numbing okay. himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I grew up at a time when Friday nights mm-hmm. or Saturday, I, you know, whatever, whatever day night was, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever night. So every week. Carol Burnett mm-hmm. her coming down the stairs in mm-hmm. Tara wearing the the curtains yes. is a peer pants moment i mean <laughs> uh, all those things and when these people were like when, when she was doing that show she had been doing shows back in the 50s mm-hmm. that i have yet to see sure. getting prepared to be able to get everybody together and Comedy was what was on the TV on Friday and Saturday sure. nights. So that is definitely um, what started me. Because I grew yeah. up watching that
1: stuff. I was just too young to really understand what was going on. Because, yeah, I remember watching Carol Burnett, but I was probably like six or seven. Yeah. But my folks would be cracking up, and I'd be like, ah, I yeah. guess that was funny. I don't know. I'd watch yeah. a
0: lot of stuff that
1: was older because
0: i'd be able to stay up with my brother and he'd show you know we'd watch stuff so we'd watch like benny hill was on
2: channel two and it was like unedited
0: there's like nudity Uh like you could watch monty python like all the monty python like you know Everything back then, the Warner Brothers cartoons were awesome and oh, unedited. Before they edited them, before yeah. they edited them. So you're like, what happened? Why? Why are they? Why is there now? nobody?
3: How? Mm-hmm. Why did? How did he manage to go yeah. into blackface? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the gun blowing up in his face was yeah. edited out. Okay. Yeah. Because it's too okay. violent. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but effectively creating blackface. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, the the guys that yeah. probably were doing the edits were probably peeing themselves oh, when yeah. they when when they were going. Yeah. How dare you make us do this? Yeah. Oh, you won't. You don't know what we're doing, but subliminally, we are going to really mess yeah. up your kids even worse <laughs> than before.
1: Well, because
0: yeah, well, we've we, had this
3: argument before. Yeah.
0: Where I've the things that there's two things that bug me about it. One, to me, it's so much more damaging that you're going to show these cartoons that make no sense. Yeah. So kids are just going to watch
1: it and be continuity like, is important.
0: They well, they're just like <laughs> you're going to. You're torturing kids, just like, this makes no sense. Why do people like this? And then the other one would be, I mean, I had this argument a long time ago with, like, another parent where they're like, you know, you show them those old cartoons, they're so violent. <laughs> and it's like, well, but at their house, they'll have, like, the news on, or they'll, like, you know? And it's like, well, it or depends. Or the kids playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah, tons of, tons of that. Tons of super violent video games. It's like, why is that okay? But this... The kid, if they understand it, and what what's different with those old cartoons, and is rare nowadays, you can find it when you look. It's they're very clever. No. They're 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 done on more than one level. It's funny for us when you get uh-huh. older on certain stuff, and it just I don't know, it well, frustrates me. You and I, I
3: love SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob's yeah. awesome. The first like
0: four seasons especially are like gold you know they're so well done so hilarious
1: well you and i grew up watching three stooges and we've never put someone else's head in a vice we never hit someone with a hammer yes we never even did the eye poke thing for real although my brother did not be making
3: any commitments about what we have and have not done yeah i I haven't my brother did (laughs) Uh
0: almost put he he had learned that off of something where my grandfather caught him he my brother hates this story but it's hilarious he was putting a sweater out because yeah. he was mad at my grandpa and he was explaining to my sister that when grandpa comes out, he's going to slip on his sweater and Oh fall. wow. But my grandpa came out, <laughs> bah, 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 ah! <laughs> he just got caught. <laughs> wow. But like but. that, so it, some things can come off of But yeah, you're not going to go put a person's head in a vice. You're yeah. not going to go Although, think you can fly.
1: Nothing makes me yeah. happier though. than if I were to point two fingers towards your eyes, if someone just goes like, like this, that, yeah. it's like,
3: ah, oh, you're, that's you know. awesome! Oh, yeah. who who posted? Um, uh, Jason B. Uh-huh. posted the other day a little tribute to the Three Stooges with him mm. and uh, two other guys. Yeah, it's about a two minute little clip he put up on on Facebook. Look for it; I think you'll you'll really yeah. enjoy it. You they, we'll they choreographed it pretty well because nice. you really do have to get the hand up here before the poke goes. Oh to yeah. The eyes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I love those old ones. I've shown Olivia some. Laurel and Hardy are really great. Yeah. We watch a ho- one that kills her. That's called Brats, where they yeah. play their own children, With and the they just—it's <laughs> <full size. laughs> so hilarious because they—they're all tiny next to them, but it's still their full size bodies. Well, and it's hilarious, they and they're the in like a giant tub. Yeah, they they had yeah. To
1: build a ginormous crib, yeah. and so
0: hilarious, so hilarious, still funny. And then I'll show her clips because you know the, those old movies—they put the song part or the uh, you know for like the the Marx Brothers. Yeah. So I'll show her the clips of stuff, and and Harpo's another one that like yeah. transcends. Like me and her can just laugh and laugh at all the stuff he does. You know, like the I don't know if you've watched any of those, like yeah. the Marx Brothers. Yeah, yeah, they kill me. I yeah.
1: love. <laughs> well, because I my dad, you know, couldn't hear. He was deaf, so a, a lot of the stuff with him it was all physical comedy. Yeah, which is why Tim Conway was good. You know, because he got the <laughs> facial expressions and yeah. You know, like the dentist bit, you know, anyone can get that. You, yeah. You don't have to speak the language. You don't have nope. to hear, you don't, you know, and same goes for, you know, Harpo was great for. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he just liked big slapsticky stuff, which not so, I mean, I guess it is still common. I mean, shit, we have jackass nowadays, unfortunately.
3: Yeah. Well, then <laughs> the jackass is, is was, uh, is now history as well. Yes, I mean, I mean, although the, you know. Not that they won't do three more, you know, comeback sh- movies or something but like they would that. Die. Oh, and if they then kept it up, and then Jesus, yeah. put a new cast on it, yeah, and sell it as a new Star Wars is- series. <laughs> 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 oh, crap! It's all uh, oh, too much of it is is marketing and not enough. Oh, totally. Of it is story. I know. So, who else were some of the, your favorite comics? Well. Something you said did remind me also, or I reminded myself, Johnny Carson. It's not somebody that I got to see very often, but if I were up because I was sick or I just Mm -hmm. couldn't sleep or whatever it is, when I was, mm, I don't know exactly what year. It was probably after I was being nine or something. I did have a little black and white TV that I had in my room, so I could Mm -hmm. watch a little. Um, Johnny Carson would tell the jokes that were written that afternoon, yeah. a lot of which were terrible, uh-huh. a lot of which the audience would not respond to. He made a living at bombing mm-hmm. and yeah. then coaxing out of the audience, you know, the responses. And he did that for, you know, a couple decades. And then, you know, I don't I don't want to work. An hour and a half a day. Mm-hmm. Let's do one hour, and let's make it four days. <laughs> okay, let's just do it three days. At times, I might be phoning it in because you know, how many times can you talk to David uh-huh. Brenner, who was somebody I did see live, and then of course um, Jay Leno comes along, mm-hmm. becomes the permanent guest host for Mondays, and yeah. I don't know if he was doing Fridays as well. And then they like him so much. They're afraid not to hire him yeah. because he might go over to ABC or CBS and destroy The Tonight Show yeah. with a David Letterman if they move him there. And, of course, then they're afraid Letterman's going to do end. Yeah. well, and then, and then after Carson leaves, Letterman, a year later, finally gets to go over to CBS. Mm-hmm. The first night, Carson shows up during the show, walks in at the back of the audience, Walks down one of the sides, goes to Dave and gives him one of these, you know, the nice, OK. Yeah. Cool. And then walks out one of the, <laughs> the doors, which was like uh, NBC. Can you see? Yeah. The four fingers that are not mm-hmm. showing right now. because yeah. Oh, it was so wonderful.
0: Yeah. Carson was a master of yeah the just the facial expression. He was like Jack Benny was like the oh yes Jack Benny was awesome for that word it yeah. and that same type of humor too where you could do where it would be self deprecating mm-hmm. and he just look like make that
3: look you know oh, and that that George Burns story I told you earlier yeah. it might have been Jack Benny oh okay, okay, okay. it's possible because I can in see some ways that. yeah in some ways Jack Benny kills
0: me he's so good I love and I love that a lot of his comedy would work where you could see him but then it would also work with the timing Mm -hmm. you know like that that main joke of his that just sets his whole character where it's like your money or your life yeah and he's like your money or your life and he's like i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) you know just the pause and like that just sets his whole character up and man totally it's funny those old ones like i'll bring it up sometimes with my students because i'll teach like, like high school animation and illustration and i talk about comedy and how it ties to animation and a lot of times one of the times i brought up the, the marx brothers and stuff and i had asked if they had seen it they're like well we weren't born yet and i'm like i wasn't born yet either why can you not like it if it's like why is it invalid <laughs> if you it's before you are, you are born like
3: <laughs> if, if you have them like for a whole semester or a year or something you need to go up to a couple of them one time when they're just kind of standing there they're not expecting it, then go, do you have your code book? <laughs> <laughs> the code book. <laughs> to pick the horse races. Yeah, uh. That is, I think, maybe their very best bit. The torture they put Groucho through, that Chico puts Groucho yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is just, and, and via, via uh, duck, uh, why not a chicken? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I love those ones. Yeah, Chico had the best... Because I never appreciated him when I was a kid. Yeah. But looking back, I mean, also, you know, Groucho's obviously... Yeah. An, I, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't realize until my 20s that he had, like, grease on his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Or what always impressed it didn't me... It not matter.
0: What impressed me when what I got like... older is I didn't realize how old they were when they finally oh, yeah. got filmed. Like, he, in the, in their very first movie, he's already, like, in his early 30s yeah. or something. So some of the my favorite movies... He's like already almost 50 or 55, you know. And,
3: and um, I can't remember what some of those shows, um, the movies, they have been doing on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or, in, or in vaudeville or vaudeville houses or whatever yeah. it might be. And, and, and they worked their way up to, you know, somewhere on Broadway. You know, there's some there's one where, you know, uh, Gratcho sings about returning from being a hunting or something like that. That's, you know, right from the musical. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's I had no awesome. idea.
3: Yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah, and then they would get some of the like the great humorists of the time. I think SJ Perlman they had on one of them writing stuff and he was the guy that wrote comedy and humor stuff for like the New Yorker. There was some pretty they were ahead of their time, definitely. There's a right. lot of stuff in there that you would never expect that for animation later they were copying from from that. You know, there's a crazy one where <laughs> Harpo's going around shooting a gun. And he shoots it at a statue, and the statue turns and shoots back at him. And he's like, "Oh!" But <laughs> you're like, "That's like 1932 yeah. or something." You're like, "That's that's insane." Well, you know
1: what's sad is a lot of the yeah. stuff they did then would probably be edited now or censored. Oh
0: yeah, stuff
3: yeah. we did ten years ago I is know. getting canceled now. And some and some of it is is under is understandable. Yeah, but some of it is you really need to not try to fix every tiny little thing yeah but you gotta let f- people be shitheads sometimes but too. it's for the yeah. children they always <sighs> say no yeah. uh, and it, it's not that they're not legitimate yeah. you know grievances at times and one of the things i will say to comedians if it's just the audience is just absolutely bad or something i will always say do not blame the audience mm-hmm. ever just don't do it it's not that sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes they yeah. are really shitty. But you do not know who's sitting in that audience that just had an abortion that afternoon. Sure. Yeah. So they may not. They may have been dragged there. And I have seen one comedian, a well-liked one in, mm-hmm. in this town, do stuff on stage. And he started doing crowd work. Mm-hmm. And a woman gets upset, gets up, and goes out to the bathroom. And it fucks him up for 20 minutes. He is stuck deciding to get the crowd back on his side. And he didn't do anything wrong in particular. Sure. Yeah. It's just the most dangerous thing in the world. I talk about uh, comics having a superpower. Mm-hmm. And that superpower is to get people to be quiet, mm-hmm. to listen, and to let, you, uh, let, uh, you know, to let you into their mind and do more or less a mind meld mm-hmm. of ideas. Because the things that make you laugh aren't really the things I'm saying. They're the things that are already in your head Mm -hmm. that I'm helping you recall in relation to something else. I think this comedy college kind of thing Mm -hmm. also needs classes in ethics. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, to a certain extent, it is like being a professional boxer. You know, your hands are deadly weapons kind of thing. Potentially, um, well, yeah, I don't want to carry that too far.
1: I understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, but now, I mean, it's like the popularity of roasts now. Yeah. It kind of, you know, it's fine, but like when you see a national roast of like a celebrity, everyone knows who they are. They know stuff about them. And you kind of like to watch the big guy get knocked yeah, down a sure. peg or two. But when you're doing it locally here, you know, it's a bunch of people you don't know. So you're limited to you're ugly, you're fat, you're <laughs> You dress funny you smell bad you know yeah. stuff like that because no one has that deeper understanding
3: of that person so i right. think it just becomes and that works really really well for some audiences and i sure. like yeah. roast as a dessert that you don't yeah. have very often for the most part however audiences some of them really like roast. Mm-hmm. so I don't go attend the verbal insults yeah. um, uh, stuff they do a monthly show at uh, yeah. Blacktop, but I do follow on Facebook, and if they put up a clip, I do watch it, and I, mm-hmm. I do get a good laugh out of it. There's some great um, stuff. It's there. just it's just the um, the amount. Sure. So it's like if you know you're a comic, you really have to be able to do a little bit of everything. Like sure. you're a doctor on rotation, uh-huh. you know, in your residency, you know, you've got to go, you know do proctology one you know one week or two weeks or whatever it is
0: yeah that makes sense at least with the with the roasts like you know yeah. what it's gonna yeah it's gonna happen you yeah. know that you know that's what you're getting into when you're going but yeah.
1: yeah and we're gonna take a quick break and come right back
2: hi just
0: showing you a stand-up dad's
1: all right, we're back. Woo! That was too loud. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, I guess it's a buck in the tip in the swear jar.
3: Yeah, we there have you a thing.
1: Mike is uh, a little fruity for Harry Potter, <laughs> <laughs> and he always seems to work it into the episodes. So I, you know, like a swear jar,
0: which is sure. unfair to say to not to. No, because it's not. The reason is uh, we, my daughter and I, read it for the first time, so I was never into it. But last year we read them all. Yeah, watched all the movies. We all know we're super into <laughs> it. So being a dad podcast. No, nope. it is a majority of Start the time your own my daughter Harry Potter, is Harry Potter themed right now. <laughs>
1: sure. So anytime he brings it up, it's a, in the, just pushed in the a limit. And apparently uh, yeah. I say Jesus Christ and Jesus fucking Christ a lot. Yeah. So oh,
0: oh, I. So now I have to say he who must not be named. <laughs> no,
1: you just can't even bring
0: it up. <laughs> Don't bring up the president. Yeah, <laughs> um, so.
3: <laughs> on online and I know this probably drives some people crazy. Mm-hmm. I will misspell the F words. Yeah. Just because I'm trying to pull that far back from the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people that will drive absolutely crazy. They
0: can't leave. But actually really also
3: done. I'm also trying to mess with the algorithms. Mm-hmm. So because on like on Twitter, you can get bumps where exactly. you aren't getting seen. Yep. So that has taught me how to um misspell a, a word that might be sure might have three of the letters might be n-u-t mm-hmm. and um you could spell them in, in a different <laughs> sort of way and get away with it although i know i'm still upsetting people sure. when i want to use that word but i really want to use that i word know because sometimes it is just the best word <laughs> but i also understand the upsetting so i will try and, and pull back so um If you see me me on Facebook, you can tell how Mm -hmm. upset I am about something, about how I might spell something, or quote marks, stuff. Mm -hmm. Excrement just really is overused. Sure. Uh Just a little bit in comedy, you know. um, A lot of it is. So it also makes it more effective when then you do break out the words uh, when they're special. Yeah, because yeah, I think you and I, I
1: think we're similar, similarly minded in, you know, the way we view politics, you know.
3: But. Well, here's a, here's a somewhat funny thing. There's one person that, that started kind of following my posts and and, and me hers. But we, we finally, <laughs> finally found something that we do absolutely disagree on. And I won't go into what it mm-hmm. is in particular, but I see it completely different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man... Now I have to not like no. It's, yeah. it's like no, that's and that's and that is the way we are getting trained to think mm-hmm. by the division that's happening from totally. the Facebooks yeah. and the Twitters and so forth. You know, you're either a good person or you're a bad person, and you have point uh, two seconds to make a decision mm-hmm. as to whether or not somebody's guilty or not, and then then we're not going to bring it up back up again
0: yeah and bringing up the whole yeah and they make it now where it feels more and more i saw a really good kind of meme on it where they said like we were told for so many years to never discuss politics or religion Mm -hmm. that now we can't have an intelligent and calm discussion about it and it's like you get support it's like you're you're on a team yeah, it's like either. Oh, so you're a, so what are you? You're a Democrat. You're like some sort of
1: well, it's like sports teams. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: ridiculous. You know, yeah, um, you can't talk. Oh, about but that you're either. also you know,
3: you're not just a Democrat. You're a segmented Democrat and a particular sort of Democrat. Yeah. And yeah, if you're yeah. that kind of Democrat, well, then, ooh, yeah. I mean, there are legitimate grievances that some of the people that do like a particular candidate that get a lot of criticisms mm-hmm. because. Certain parts of that that group really are annoying as hell, True. and then they yeah. feel like they're being called the same thing. Hmm. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> Does that happen in other groups as well? <laughs> All of them. Hmm. <laughs> Minority group over here. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Old group over here. Yeah. Young group over here. So. Um,
0: Instead of finding like a common ground, you have if you're not with me, you're against me. Is how yeah, mean, and but, I, yeah. The,
3: the com, one of the nice comps, somewhat common grounds I do find in comedy is pretty much most of the people that are into it, and myself, even just watching it, we're all from the island of misfit toys. Mm-hmm. So we do have different understanding, but we are still quite capable of division. And of being divided. Oh, yeah. oh, boy, the manipulation is just absolutely incredible. And when you start deciding, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, or some conspiracies are true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have the power of, you know, sending a you know slate of reporters out to find out just how it is your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed is being manipulated so that you see certain things or that you don't see other things. Mm-hmm that's yeah. the thing that
1: bugs me i'm a lefty and i in my news feeds of you know like on yahoo or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. i see lefty stories mm-hmm. i don't see stuff from the other side so when i do i kind of grasp onto it. it's like what are they telling them over there and yeah. I, we're just getting reinforced with stuff we already want to know yeah you know it's just like you see i told you
3: i told you we never walked on the moon you know that type yeah, of yeah. shit <laughs> instead well, of the uh, the 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 meme I picked up somewhere that uh, I've got in my background on my Facebook pages, uh, you know, um, of the planets, you know, the mm-hmm. sun and Mercury and Earth is flat and then you got the yeah, other, yeah, ra- yeah. Earth, <laughs> other ball planets. I'm like, hmm, so it's flat, huh? How uh-huh. well, come all the other ones aren't flat? And so I think of that, you know, some people say that those are real people that really believe in flat Earth. Yeah. And I think they're just, most people are just trolling the crap out yeah. of, us yeah. and the people that really do by yeah. going in and yes. agreeing with them. I know. So, and- you know, some of the stuff you, you see online when it's a discussion about, okay, uh, here are the results from blah, 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 blah. Literally uh, last night I had to switch sides mm-hmm. because I'm a contrarian. If there's a group of stuff going <laughs> on, they're taking shots that are not fair at a certain somebody that I might normally be. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm like, um no that does not does not fit the the category and i i don't know to what extent you know certainly russian trolls and paid Mm -hmm. whatever are out there and there are a lot of them once they get the the pot stirred they're done well they they don't necessarily are done or not done they they may move on they may try to friend you so that they can get into your your feed and so forth and and do more anal- analysis on you. But also, you people tend to start copying that as mm-hmm. like acceptable argument behavior. Well, it just goes back to like the whole, you know, like
1: what the cigarette companies did in the 80s of just sow a seed of doubt, you know? And oh, that's yeah. what they're doing, the climate change. Well, sow a seed of doubt. Well, perhaps it's really not, you know, there are 1% of scientists that think climate change is fake so maybe we should hear them no fuck you you know so i mean they, it's just everything is based on showing that well what if you know
3: and then it's it's yeah. it is also however somewhat dangerous to completely shut out the other side true because the other side will make your arguments better when they find the little thing that's a nitpick that mm-hmm. should be removed because a lot of times we do rush in and you know trump da, 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 da. well that's not true You're right, it's not. So let's modify it and put nuance. Mm -hmm. Oh, but they never can hear or understand nuance. Okay, so now you're being prejudiced against the people (coughs) that don't understand nuance. It's really quite difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and and, and quite frankly, another reason that I'm so into comedy, Mm -hmm. to me you know this this comedy college university whatever it is you know lots of people come on uh, athletic scholarships to play mm-hmm. basketball and they came off you know the schoolyard basketball court or the, the local park and and eventually they make it up to the you know the big leagues mm-hmm. and they're just absolutely terrific a few people in comedy will become john stewart sure and provide education through that connection that they make that mind mill that they make with the audience that they leave one or two things little um, earwig eggs in your Mm -hmm. brain that will stay there and maybe help you change your mind about something because you really didn't believe the other thing in the first place you were conned into exaggerating that thing to Mm -hmm. a point that it, it really isn't Still don't feel like we've ever filled the hole that he left. You know, it was and it wasn't just him. You had also had Colbert that yeah. backed it up. Mm-hmm. So it was a one-two punch that is not there now. And Colbert mm-hmm. is, you know, all well and fine over on CBS, you know, doing Letterman show, <laughs> but it is not the same. The character he Blade was just so yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it's
3: funny because i remember seeing him talk about like he would
1: introduce himself to you know his guests and say okay so you know the premise of the show i'm an idiot and i'm gonna say horrible things and you're you know get, just play along with that and it was just like wow i mean he has to spell that out but and we don't have that And it's such mm. we think it'd be
3: such an easy thing to replicate but it's not mm. uh, no, no, no it's it, it's weird but that reminded me of something um at the end of the writers' strike, mm-hmm. they forced some of the hosts back on by saying, "We're just going to lay off your entire staff yeah. if you don't start making shows." <sighs> so Leno and mm. I, I don't know Letterman. He just, oh, oh, the contracts. This is what you guys want. We'll sign a contract. We'll we'll give you everything you're asking for so that we can get back to work. Okay, and he actually then forced everybody else to like start to get back on air so was it a good thing or bad thing i don't know but colbert uh-huh. started having to find guests that could cross picket lines yeah one of them was my my church pastor no way yes <laughs>
0: wow <laughs>
3: a guy down in uh, orange county california by the name of rick warren okay we got a little church called saddleback and when i first started going there of course i was invited at an airport mm-hmm.
0: Um, of course, that's uh, how these things
2: are done. Yes, it's very, very good.
3: Uh, we're we're the the largest cult. I mean, uh, church in South Orange County. Okay, saffron robes and <laughs> and absolutely none of that. And that was the wonderfulness about it. It was held in a church gym, mm-hmm. and eventually we got a piece of property and we marched over a, you know half mile, all of us, and moved into a tent <laughs> underneath the the flight runway of from El Toro Marine Base, and you know. They basically had to sign off saying, you know, you won't complain yeah. about the fact that. So, when they wanted to convert that into a commercial airport, they started, you know, running mm-hmm. planes that don't take off vertically. <laughs> well, you know, almost vertically sure. at really loud speeds. And they come pretty damn low over those hills. So, the people that live down there said, you know what, you rich people in Newport Beach that don't like the fact that John Wayne Airport flies right over your. Filthy, super <laughs> expensive homes. Well, we don't want that. In fact, we don't want the planes flying up into a mountain. Yeah. So that when they do have a problem, there's no recovery. And then on the other, the other runway was over a retirement community called Ross. Uh, Leisure World. Okay. Leisure so, World. Yeah, what a name. There's a Rossmore in the Bay Area that it was oh, Leisure World at one time, but they, they that's changed another their name.
0: one I can harass my mom with now. Yeah. <laughs> t- instead of a place for mom, we found you Leisure
2: World. Oh, <laughs> and uh, like, but they <laughs> have all those things.
3: They have all those things within, and you know, all super right conservatives for the most part. So they know who to talk to. Sure. So that airport, it became a park. Lovely. But anyways, so church pastor going to be on. He wrote this book that sold a b- whole bunch of copies. And then they said, well, write another book. So it's another book and it sells more copies than Harry Potter. Oh, wow. It was called the purpose uh, driven life. First one was purpose driven oh. church. Then purpose river life.
0: This is the pastor of your yeah, pastor, church. Yeah. I, I didn't know you he heard that. Of that. I remember yeah. that book. No,
3: yeah. Around yeah, everywhere. So anyways, and he did a really cool thing uh, later on after that <laughs> second book came out and went into its 19th printing and, and, 39th language. Um, he paid back all of his salary from the church from the day he started it. Wow. Because it wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He had Obama and McCain come to the church and do a little thing for TV. Okay. Uh, a, a faith kind of intersection, sort of, you know, QA. And then when Obama won, he went and he did the opening prayer at his uh, okay. inauguration. This is the guy that got all the grief. Oh, he he yeah. gets grief for all kinds like, and his, uh, okay um, now his, I remember that he, he had the son that uh, committed suicide. Okay, and so they've gone through all kinds of grief for that. I yeah, mean, yeah. There, there's nothing there's nothing more grief ridden than a pastor's life. Yeah, no, but I remember <laughs> just because they were given Obama shit for.
1: I mean, he could have he could have brought Martin Luther King back and to be like, you picked him just because he was black.
3: What the fuck? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, I got Gandhi.
3: You know, it's yeah. Just, yeah.
1: I don't know. There was nothing you could do right. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. And but. I, I got really excited about Obama because it was exciting. Yeah. And I knew Hillary. in wait, I knew Hillary. Fox News had been waiting and mm-hmm. planning. Oh yeah. The camp, the the air war was going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And when Michigan was told. Half your delegates don't count because you went too early. Yeah. You know, the DNC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they rigged all the elections. The ruling came down. Fox News for a week was all Hillary mm-hmm. all the time. How can they do this to her? Yeah. And I think they were, it was one of two things, or maybe something else. Yeah. They were really upset they weren't going to get to, you know, good awards here. And two, they really didn't want a colored guy, mm-hmm. and maybe a different word. Sure. You know, was being used in the upper offices, and maybe not. Because, yeah. you know, people are more sophisticated. You know, the, the word thug, some people say. Sure, yeah. urban. <laughs> all, all, all those things. Or just, you know, commie or whatever, sure. or elite. Um, one of the things that, that um, Obama did that was really right, that probably turned out to be really wrong, was when he first went into the office, mm-hmm. the, he went to the retreat for the Republicans, mm-hmm. Senate Republicans It might have been, and he sat around a big round or square table with mm-hmm. them, and he said, "Ask whatever questions you want." Sure. And he like, answered every question like brilliantly, and yeah. they were like all silent. That has me
1: remembering uh, Greg Giraldo did a great bit about when Hillary would talk in code about hardworking Americans. <laughs> <laughs> You mean white people? No, I mean hard-working Americans.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, yeah,
1: we could go hours on
3: this. You know, we, uh, <laughs> we look for things to find wrong. The way my brain works, unfortunately, uh, not only too much comedy, but too much Columbo. So <laughs> I only look for the little things. Sure. Because all the rest of it, was everybody else could take care of. Yeah. They're going to take care of it. But <laughs> the little things... Sometimes they're clues that people completely ignore, and they, and sometimes willfully, it's awful.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, back to the... What's the uh, furthest you've ever gone to go see a comic? And it was a hard gear shift, sorry.
3: Yeah, I, I saw some of my first ones in, in Vegas. Yeah. Um, and I can... I, I said David Brenner earlier. Uh, my first like club dinner show in Vegas was David Brenner playing with... And she used to do the Red... The red carpet stuff all the time. Oh, well, Joan. Joan Rivers. Rivers yeah. Yes, and I can never remember her name. That's Okay, I have to. I have to drive it that way. So uh, that was one. Then um, high school graduation, my parents took me to this little comic club out by the airport, and um, playing that night was a guy named Gallagher. Oh, geez. Wow, he and he, did, turn, not, he did not. He did not. He did not. He did not bust the uh, watermelon. Yeah. It was too small. Was the place it was probably twice the. The amount of floor spaces your your whole apartment if you knocked out the walls yeah and but he did make some great applesauce <laughs> so he was already smashed oh he then. was oh definitely that was okay. that was his bit you know the ventriloquist guy that is super popular and you know, does stadiums and arenas and so forth oh um, yeah yeah. Um, yeah isn't that terrible with uh god damn it he's yeah, got I, walter and, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the yeah, old yeah. guy he's got the chili pepper one he's got yeah, the skull yeah 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 anyways anyways I I really do enjoy him, but um, just before he exploded, yeah, I saw him at the Irvine Improv, okay, and he did a couple nights, and I brought a friend, and we went back, and so I saw it a second time, and then a few weeks later, on a Wednesday, I'm there, and there's maybe 30 people in the place because you know nothing nothing happening really there, you get a few comedians, he comes in to do a guest set about five to seven minutes, and he just takes off afterwards. But he was there tuning up because the following week he was going to be on Letterman's Ventriloquist Week. Oh, God, he did that? He was one of the the first five. And then after that, you know, he was doing the specials that were on Comedy Central. And then he's immediately into, uh, you know, giant venues, which... It's not that a really a good place to see a comedian? I don't think. No, I agree. Jeff Dunham. Ben, is Jeff who, Dunham. Yes, thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I'm like super thrilled. Like I got to see uh, Tom Segura at Sack Punchline, which I don't think he does little shows. I think it was ramping up for a recording.
3: Um, I think he plays there. Um, in fact, I've probably seen the name go through. A lot of times, I don't see the big names because yeah. I don't have money to buy the, the tickets sure. for a lot of these shows. Right here, yeah. Now, sometimes I know people. Yeah. and then those people get fired but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that and so, and, and, some, and, some, and sometimes um, they just need to fill seats and sure. actually I discovered that the first time I went to uh, Irvine improv mm-hmm. I was hanging out at the mall drinking at a local bar there and I saw Dennis Miller was going to be playing there oh, that wow. night and it was sold out but the guy said well if you come right before the show sometimes you know people don't show sure. and they you know you can you know uh, get in and blah 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 blah. so I said well what the heck I'm not doing anything so I got to see Dennis Miller there nice. and then before Facebook was uh, MySpace mm-hmm. I signed up so that you know if they during the week they needed seat fillers yeah. to go in and, and sell drinks yep. and, and fill seats that were empty otherwise it's kind of like you know the Academy Awards they have seat fillers Yeah. and so that's mostly how I see shows Okay. so are there any names it's like I don't care what it costs I'm going to go see this guy a few years back and I, I say this I really don't have a bucket list yeah but if I did this name would be on it uh-huh. and I happened to be up in Reno didn't know he was gonna be there yeah. and I was gonna leave on you know Thursday because it gets expensive on sure. Friday owl. Weird Al uh, yeah. uh. at uh, um, Grand Sierra Resort which was originally one of the MGM hotels it should be on the bucket list if you're... I've seen you him know. a couple months ago and... Here in town? Yeah. Dude I bet is, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was the Marines Memorial or whatever that is down there. Mm-hmm. Just got redone. Yep. Dude's talented. I mean, I don't care what you say, but the guy... The fact that he can do so many musical styles back and forth and
3: it doesn't sound like he's you know reaching for any of it. No, and my, and my brain takes me back to... Uh, When he was on the Tom Snyder show, which was the show on after Johnny Carson. Oh, wow. Okay. And he did the show with the accordion for a minute Mm -hmm. and then a a pickle bucket. Mm -hmm. You know, another one rides the bus. But Mm -hmm. I thought he was way older than me. Turns out I'm a little older than he is. So he was a kid
1: when he started doing the Dr. Demento stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just, you know, recording tapes in his garage and... I'm so glad Dr. Demento De was around. My cousin introduced me to him.
0: Yeah, and just, Dr. Demento was a great show. Oh yeah. man,
3: dead puppies yeah. aren't much fun. And Fish heads, <laughs> and just so much
1: stuff yeah. that came from him. Another rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we could take hours. Yeah. Um, oh, you know. and I get, okay. Well, Mike's <laughs> so gonna we get out of here. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All
3: right. Well, all good things must end. <laughs> Or as I like remember, there was there used to be a commercial that would be on, basically trying to raise money for um, you know colleges and universities. Okay, that would go. A mind is a terrible thing oh, yeah. to waste. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I believe a mind is a terrible thing. <laughs> Nowadays. <laughs> <but>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, one last question, since you know you obviously have an, a unique understanding of the c- local comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Is there one thing you wish you would see? happening more of in Sacramento with comedy?
3: There are lots of times when I have an idea about something and mm-hmm. I will I will say something or I won't say something mm-hmm. and then later on I'll go I'm glad I didn't say anything. <laughs> Especially sometimes there'll be a comic that they're doing the same thing and I see bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. And then I don't see him for six months and they get up on stage and I, they get off and I go, I am so glad I haven't seen you for six months because I cannot believe how good oh, cool. you're exactly the same thing you've always done before is working tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh. it can it could be completely different. Now, what would I like to see done? You know how you compress learning and so forth? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you apply science. Mm-hmm. So the, my idea of putting up digital clocks so mm-hmm. people are looking and they will get a, a better feel mm-hmm. um, for you know, how much time they have left. It's like a shot clock in a ball game. Whatever. Yes, yeah. yes, that would be a good analogy. Um, and the technology wouldn't be super expensive, but it's a little more expensive than just a ordering a digital clock because turning it on and off is a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then this other idea that started out as a totally selfish one it's about 15 miles from my house down to the commie spot and i can see a show there anytime i want mm-hmm. but there are times when i'm like oh, i just love to stay home and not at go but just be able to watch it on video mm-hmm. so i'm looking one night up at something on the wall and i go you know if i could put a camera up there onto the stage I would, I, I bothered them less Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and then deal of the day from best Buy what always was coming through. And so I looked at uh, a digital security camera Mm -hmm. system and I was like, that's not very expensive. And then my brain went to the next tip. It said, you know, when comedians are on stage, they can't see the audience. Sometimes Uh they can only hear the laughs. They're getting an x-ray of what the audience is happening in the audience. What if they were able to get an MRI? What if you took a three-camera security system, which would record all three plates right next mm-hmm. to each other exactly the same time, and they they have um, night vision. Uh-huh. So you just record two of those, the faces of the people in the audience, uh-huh. because sometimes people aren't laughing, but they are smiling, or mm-hmm. you're getting reactions you want, and maybe you will learn something that will help you tweak it to make it into a laugh yeah. or, or not. You never That's know. How and I discovered about that one night watching an improv show there. Uh-huh. It was going absolutely terrific. And then I walked up to get a beer. And it used to be that you could kind of slip by the stage. Yeah. And I look back over at the audience and I discovered it was me doing all the laughing along <laughs> with the two other people that were insiders, for the most part, the rest of the audience. You could see stuff, but the people on the stage might not have been aware where they weren't sure. hitting. Now with improv, you, yeah. can't, uh, you, you can't tune like you might with, with stand-up. Yeah. But then that's where that idea came to me and i've been trying to get somebody to try it ever since and you know someday maybe somebody will and they'll you know unfortunately they'll probably make money with it which is ah, yeah uh, i'd rather it just happen because it's not a, it's not an expensive proposition mm-hmm. and the cameras keep getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper if you had the means would you open up a club and then i always i always think when you when you're fantasizing about oh if I, that that $2 bet i just put on the lottery if i win um, I'm investing in all the comedy clubs mm-hmm. and taking them from 2.0s to 3.0s as mm-hmm. far as their facilities, first of all, sure, because the facilities are important too. Yes. And you, you can see the same divot in a wall all the time for three years. And the people that work there won't see it anymore. Sure. You don't see stuff in your own house. But because of my brain disease <laughs> <laughs> i i i everything else is blocked out and i see all the little uh, white spots in the in the black wall that a touch of paint would fix so uh there's that end of it and then there's the end of where you put three more stalls in both sets of bathrooms oh yeah <laughs> um and other stuff like that so i don't know and it, like uh, laughs unlimited Mm -hmm. You know, that's down there in Old Town. They just redid that. They went 1.5 to 1.75 or something of that nature. But another thing that would be kind of cool, and maybe it would never work, but all the the business hotels have the little shuttle buses to get people to and from the airport and during things. If at night they could shuttle over a bunch of convention or whatever it Mm -hmm. is and make them some sort of good deal then they'd have more people on the Tuesday and Wednesday nights when they do especially in that part of town absolutely the parking down there is such a yeah such a pain um I'm actually got to a point where I have a certain advantage I would like to go down there sometimes but it would cost me more to park than to see the show than (laughs) to see the show yeah but um when the leg got really bad and I got one of those little blue things to hang up and I can park in the the green loading zone right in front. Nice. It's the booby prize of eight old age. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh take it man. It's all oh, the few purchases. It's you get. the it is the it's about the only one. And uh okay boomer, have your parking spot. <laughs> okay boomer. <laughs> so anyways. Um but all those ideas are swirling on in my head and there's lots of others and I didn't even cover any of the stuff. Well, a lot of the stuff I wrote down. That's okay. Like Dick Van Dyke show. God, that's a great show. That was yeah. great. I grew up watching that. I that mean,
1: obviously, good. they were reruns, but yeah. <laughs> still. Those are great. when I saw them, too. Yeah. And Mary Tyler Moore, gorgeous. Even I'd recognize that when I was six and seven watching that. Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, oh, Elizabeth Montgomery. Jeannie. Jeannie. I'm was, I
1: was trying to remember her
3: real name. And of course, the age old question that when they millennials just don't get. No, they, of course they do. Because they've seen the episodes as well. Gilligan's Island, Marianne right. or Ginger. Mary every time
1: his ginger it's just I don't know uh, <laughs>
3: it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter I want them both. it's like it's like uh, I'm why I, you gotta pick one you're not on like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna get picked out of the lineup for being good looking but the, the funny thing is the you worry about that the rest of your life and then it turns out yeah no you're you're not gonna be Brad Pitt but it also turns out one of the population Likes you so much better than Brad Pitt. Mm And it's like, wow, okay, whatever. (laughs) I want to see the guy that says Mrs. Howell.
0: And there is somebody. Yeah. Lovey. Love
3: you, love you, lovey. lovey, lovey. Yeah. So
1: we're gonna leave the stepdad <laughs> <We've> episode <laughs> stuff for another episode. <laughs> it have gone long, but I would have it no other way. i really enjoyed having you, man. Yeah, Thanks a lot. It was it's been fun. Thank you so yeah. much for coming down. I don't even know what to say other than thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Um we you
0: covered any, a lot
3: of ground.
1: Yeah. Anything to cool. plug or any shows you think people should be watching that they're not?
3: I will just I will just say this. Butts and seats has been one of my campaign ideas, mm-hmm. and they're all doing pretty good right now. Yeah, Blacktop wasn't getting enough butts and seats. They're now doing a great job. That verbal insult stuff really oh, does yeah. just sell. And then they're doing other comedy stand-up shows along with that. I don't get over there as much as I like. Punchline just started charging sales tax on their food really? and drinks again. Yes, okay. they had they had eliminated that. So effectively, they just, what is it, 8% is the. Yeah. So it's so a boom like that. And they had just done a small price increase before. Of so now I won't be getting free tickets anymore ah. now that I'm saying this live. But, anyways, well, Stab, Stab is actually starting to get some pretty good um, amount of people showing up for some of their shows, too. Yeah. It's a little place over on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and the, their podcast is one of my favorite things to do. Thanks. So um, I feel terrible. I will leave <laughs> Comedy Spot. Before an end of a nine o'clock show, sure. sometimes to get over there to catch the panel show. Yeah, so. why well, feel terrible? And then, versus, yeah, well, yeah, yeah I, just because I, it's my God-given right to feel terrible about myself if I, I want guess. to. I guess. <laughs> <enough. laughs> Yeah. And, it's uh, a lifestyle choice. Yeah, hopefully, Stab <laughs> I was born us back. that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hopefully, Stab brings us back for the next podcast. Yeah. Oh, cool. we were
3: there last cool. year. I cannot imagine you not, especially yeah. after you did this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We, you have added our comedy cred. I like that. Well,
1: speaking about our podcast, uh, subscribe to us. We drop new episodes every Sunday. Email us, thestandupdads at gmail.com. If you need artwork,
0: You can go to PencilForHire.com. That's Pencil, F-O-R, Hire, or hire on Instagram. And no, I have not updated the website yet. I know. Um, Uh, I'm spending too much time decorating Olivia's
1: room with Harry Potter.
0: Bam! Buck for the (laughs) jar. Uh,
1: (laughs) And uh, get my side project gag on this podcast that's run by Big Nick. We record every Wednesday at 5.30 at Blacktop Comedy Club in Rockland. And uh, we interview local comics. Have a great time doing it, and we will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you there. Bye.
0: The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye bye.